0: You're listening to the What's the Fuzz podcast, where we break you out of your vacuum seal and get down to what's real. Never miss another episode again. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And now, your host, Reiner.
1: Fuzzos, it's great to see you again and double great to see you if you're a new listener tuning in for the first time today's september 20th 2020 Ooh, lucky as you've probably guessed yes i'm reiner the dragon Rower, and tonight i'm joined by the tycoon korvolf hello yo the shit about uh dick udders i ah, i mean the shit about injustices of course If you aren't familiar with Core, he's an artist and streamer. You can follow him on Twitter at CoreVolf or on Twitch at PureCore. I'll throw that stuff down in the show notes for you guys to check him out later. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's great to have you on.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Heck yeah. I had to have you on after I saw those opinions you were throwing out. Um, Honestly.
0: I have a lot of opinions sometimes.
1: I like to see a guy with big fat balls not afraid to Slam him against the wall if he has to.
0: Yeah, or growing into the wall. Either one, it happens both times.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take either or. But hey, I'd like to start off with an icebreaker question. You ready for it? Yep. If it was scientifically possible, would you like to be turned into a real-life version of Core?
0: Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone would be their own persona at this point. Cause no. like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the human human race is kind of burning itself so like if you become another species it's fine plus for coronavirus like it transmits between humans so if you're a furry it can't transmit between furries so it's like win-win
1: so that's not gonna affect tycoon
0: no no in the world of tycoons there are no germs it's a peaceful world
1: so now we can get into the real stuff so uh, we would like to know a little bit about you where you're from how old you are? Your ethnicity, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I am from the north, or I'm from North America. Uh, I originally came from Florida, and then I moved to Michigan. Uh, I'm currently 26, and uh, my ethnicity is mixed. I generally don't say like I'm black and white because mm. a lot of people like to try to guess my race, and it's always fun to <laughs> see that. Also, yeah, I just. It's one of those things I don't talk about that much.
1: You're an Oreo cookie. More on you. What exactly is your main persona, and how do you feel you express yourself through them?
0: My main persona is a horned tiger raccoon, and expressed. Or so I started out as like a wolf when I joined the fandom, of course, because right. I. Well, because I wanted to be like a bear or dragon, raccoon, horse, deer. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be specific things, but I also started out Mm -hmm. like in college trying to get my computer science degree and game design degree. And I was like, I want to draw concepts on my own. So I'm going to learn how to do that through drawing furries. And like I was at the stage of my life where um, have you ever seen that coyote picture where it's like it's a human that's like, I'm not a furry. I just like werewolves. And like it progresses to like, oh, I'm just a furry. Um, I was at the point to where like I was at a furry, or I was to the furry point, and I was like, um, I finally want a fursona, but I couldn't draw anything, so I was just like, I'm going to be a wolf because there's so many references. So, mm. um, I was upset by it for a long time, while also being like, but I want my fursona. So, eventually, I like, sat down and like just created like a shit ton of designs. And um, eventually, I came across uh, like a tiger raccoon. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to be this or not. And like I was just like messing with stuff. And then I thought of like uh tycoon as like a hybrid name because it's it's a like um a powerful business person. And I kinda like the aesthetic <laughs> of capitalism. So I'm like, this is cool. I like that. And then I was like, but I really want horns too. And then I thought of like a horny tycoon and I laughed. And so I was like, I'm gonna go with that. Um
1: or but, tycoon.
0: Yeah. And then I accidentally oh. made it like really like there's a lot of details and lore and stuff that I think about um, or I've thought about it. But like uh, one of the first times I showed like one of the really earlier uh, things or like earlier designs of core to somebody, they were like, oh, that's a red panda. I'm like, no, that's not a red panda. And like for some reason, it made me feel better. Like it made me feel more like me because of just how like um, I made it a hybrid and I mixed and uh, like a lot of people try to guess my race and fail. And, like, that was a point that was just, like, it weirdly is the same. And, like, I made a bunch of changes uh, that just kept, like, making it more and more like me. So, like, there's a lot of aspects of it that's just me now that I feel comfortable with. Um, and, like, I don't even draw all of it yet. Like, I've actually drawn one more uh, one thing recently, which is that um, since they're a tiger raccoon, uh, if their tail grows out, it's actually a raccoon tail. But um, for most of my life, mm. I, like kept my hair short because that looked more professional and like good so like core always shaves off his tail so it just always looks like a tiger tail and so it's like i like that fact because it's just a neat thing but he still like leaves out his like neck fluff because it's floofy and stuff so i can always shit. have that
1: dude i never knew that there was so much lore to your character that's actually kind of badass
0: yeah i'm just really bad about writing it
1: <laughs> so what drew you to the furry fandom
0: So when I was like, uh, when I was younger, I always liked anthropomorphic stuff. So I was always into like werewolves or like, if you had a TV, any TV show that had like any transformation or any, any like mechanical, like, Ooh, this is like, they have paws or they have, or they're like a beast or something. Like I just always got attached to it. And eventually when I was like 13, I finally had access to the internet. So I was like searching around and I found like a picture of like a blue fox or wolf or something. And weirdly at the time when I thought about like drawings and stuff like that, like I knew people drew because I would go to museums all the time. Um, when it was like a an anthro character or like Disney or something, it was like, oh, it's a product or like it's this very particular thing that like a company made, not a person made, even though I technically knew a person made it. So for some reason, that picture was like, huh? people can draw things that they like and that's cool. So then after some weird debacles, I found out what a furry was and I was like, "Oh, so I like furries cuz they're cool." Also, they have a lot of dicks. Um but I wasn't gay. It wasn't it wasn't homo. It, you don't have to worry about it. It was just it was just a phase, mom. Um so I uh eventually got more and more into the fandom cuz I saw people being like really kind and being really creative and like doing all these amazing things for like charity and stuff like that. And eventually I was just like, I want to be a part of that. And so that's how I found the fandom.
1: Totally normal, straight appreciation of dicks.
0: Yeah. The dick was a a good portion of it, but i like the fandom a lot more just because of how like a lot of people act, even with some of its problems. I still think it's a, a lot better of a place than a lot of places I've seen.
1: What was one of the problems you knew about back then?
0: Uh, well, there's always the basic stuff of like, there's uh zoophiles, there's pedos, <laughs> or there's people, um, or like racist stuff too, and like all all the common problems of society just put into like a different form. Um, so, uh, like one of the things, like that i did myself was that when i looked like lurked around uh, i wouldn't say my race or anything because i mm-hmm. could watch other people uh have issues with that so i was like i'm gonna not say that because it's the one place where like no one can say anything um so like for a long time i actually hid that i've only recently like actually like come out and said like i'm mixed because yeah people get a lot of shit or you see a lot of people being awful to like other people um without them being there you get the racist jokes and stuff like that and it always bothered me um but like again the furry fandom is one of those places where there's also a large swath of it that's a lot better than the majority of society which also made me feel better in that sort of sense a so little you felt
1: like you like had to hit it hide it from people
0: yeah yeah because i like um so I am a masochist a little bit and like I've, mm. I'll i talk to furries and like uh, like different types of furries and like some of them uh, like there's a racist problem in the fandom like uh, or a fascist problem in the fandom. And like I'll talk to some of those people and like as long as you don't say that you're a person of color like at all, they're fine with you. The moment that you bring up a tiny bit is the moment that they start like questioning every single thing about you. Really? And yeah, because I've had it to where like um uh, like a race conversation where it's like oh there's or i actually don't want to say any of the things because it gets really awful but i'll be like well i'm a person of color and they're like okay well i i have to know what you are now and it's like why we're arguing about these other things and it's like but how will i know your logic if i don't know your race and it's just like why do
1: you need my race uh me? do what
0: yeah there's there's some really bad people in the fandom uh- <laughs> well
1: it's unfortunate that you had to like get tangled up in them no, I did that how to these, myself. How do these... Fella...
0: <laughs> I did that to myself. I seeked out that myself at points. Like, He's some people are... to
1: snake pits for fun? Like,
0: no. Yeah, because it's always interesting to see how people act. Like, there are actual, like, like things that happen, like, um... Like, what's a real one? Uh, or, like, a actually, MCFC, or Motor City Fur Con. Um, one time I went mm. to a panel, and um, they, it was run by, like, people who, like... If I said their name, like, everyone should instantly know who they are. Um they were making or they were saying some statements and one of them was like kind of like a just a small one of like a joke about like haha you are this race um and like not the crowd didn't really like laugh that much uh so it was like the person who said it was like came out and said like oh i'm sorry like for being really racist i'm sorry like or for for that racist statement that wasn't a funny joke it didn't land i won't make that sort of thing um i'm just joking they made a 15 minute rant about how they had been in the wars <laughs> And how that you just have to laugh at yourself sometimes And It's that sort of thing where it's just like, it's a, it's a common thing that happens. And like either big portions to where like fascists in the fandom or just small things like that, where it's just kind of like n- people are uncomfortable with it sometimes, but don't do anything about it. And then like people recognize it's a problem, but then they make excuses for it. So,
1: so, so. like. You're kind of hovering over this whole, like, fascist thing. I I haven't Uh, seen a lot of the fascism in the fandom so far, at least. Mostly just dipshits saying dumb racist shit and getting called out for it. But...
0: Yeah, the fascism in the fandom is, like, a small section of it. Or kind of. It's... The really hardcore portion of it is, like, small. But they're very active. Um... And like a lot, yeah, a lot of people, Hmm. like it's, it's the same thing with society where you have a lot of people who are like, um, like somebody will make a racist joke and then it's like, Hey, that's not funny. And then they'll come along. It's like, it's just a joke, man. That's whatever. And then Mm, they slowly like grab that person and it's like, well, we won't hurt you. Like, or we won't anger you. Like you're cool and stuff. You can hang out around us. And then like slowly over time, it's like, haha, I'm just making a Nazi joke. It's not that big of a deal. And then you get more and more people into that sort of group where it's just like, slowly down the rabbit hole, because the logic of how uh, racism works in America today um, or in a lot of places is just kind of like already like the basis for that stuff is already ingrained in a lot of people. So it's really not that hard to move people over to where it's like, oh, progressively get worse and worse and worse and worse.
1: So do you see yourself continuing to be part of the fandom in the future? Is there anything that could change your mind?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Cause like the fandom overall is like really nice and good. Um, it like, it has its issues like anything else, but like, I don't, unless something like radically changes, like super quickly, I don't see myself leaving uh, a place that like I found to be, uh, like really happy in my life and a lot better for my sanity. Most of the time. So,
1: yeah, it would probably have to radically change in the way, like, every furry becomes a super fascist or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, because, like, a lot of furries nowadays, like, I am I get annoyed a lot nowadays, um, mm-hmm. especially after, like, all the BLM stuff is kind of coming to the forefront because a lot of furries are apathetic, which angers me greatly, um, but like overall most people aren't trying to actively be malicious if furry started to become like actively malicious and stuff then i would probably be like i like werewolves but i don't like you
1: so how would you describe your sexuality and or gender identity
0: uh i am a cis demisexual gay uh male
1: so would you think that coming out as furry is like a thing
0: I mean, it definitely is a thing um, because of how society works in the sense that, like, if you have um, a hobby that a majority of people think is a part of a subculture, um, then, like, you coming out is always going to be like a, hey, like, like, um, all I can think about is furries right now. Because, like, yeah, furries do come out. It's a silly thing because it's just one of those things where it's like it's a hobby. It doesn't really require coming out to something, just like you wouldn't go like, oh, I'm a golfer now. It's just like, unless your family is like a vendetta against golf clubs and like golf courses or something, like everyone's just gonna be like, oh, that's cool. And at most people like most of the people that I ever have told that I'm a furry are just like, oh hmm. you like the Disney characters. And it's like, yeah. There's only been a few people who have been like, oh they're evil or they're like sex addicts. And it's just like, no, here let me explain all like Furries about identity and stuff and community and all this creativity and stuff. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And then sometimes they're like, oh, I wish I was furry. It's like, join us, join us, join us.
1: Do you feel as though the furry fandom allows for sex positivity and exploration beyond what is normally accepted for folks outside the fandom? What I mean is like most normal people would go as far as to say anal is like kinky and taboo. But furries are like dragon tails, cum inflation, alien impregnation. Yeah, not to uh, give you any ideas.
0: Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you already gave me one earlier, so it's fine. Um, it's, it's uh, so yeah, the furry fandom is a lot more open about that stuff, um, which I think is really good. Um, yeah, it just kind of naturally happens because it's one of those places where if you're thinking about identity, um, because I I see more of the fandom as like something about identity because you always see people like thinking about their character or how they interact with others sometimes in not the best ways but that like exploration of like who someone is and who that relates to you is like definitely an element of the furry fandom and so since humans are horny um that's just ultimately going to be there so let's be like well what is horny what is not horny why should does this make me horny why doesn't this make me horny so then that sort of thing allows a lot more people to be, like, a lot more expressive and also just allow for, like, basic things of, like, if they're a guy, do they have to, like, a woman? Like, w- w- are they even cis? Are they trans? Like, stuff like that. So it definitely allows space for that. So when you have that amount of open space and people are just, like, who cares? Then, yeah, you get the weird, like, uh, like, utter hyper macro Falco on the city. Uh, squishing, like, a bunch of, like, bottles of soap or something.
1: Dragons fucking cars. Cars fucking dragons. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Or airplanes. I've seen airplanes recently. It's very fun.
1: So, moving on to, like, the art section. How did you get started with art? You mentioned before that you were, like, drawing furries and stuff.
0: Yeah, so, when I was in... Yeah, so I was in college... And um, I was trying to get my bachelor's degree um, for computer science and game design. And when I started out, or like when I started out, I actually wanted to be like a psychologist, um, computer science, or computer engineer, and or game designer. And like uh, I couldn't really decide, but I was like, I know that I'm gonna need the ability to like sketch ideas out uh especially for like game design or computer science like you need to be able to draw diagrams or be able to say like this is a sort of mechanical game i want to make um Mm -hmm. so it was just one of those things where it's like i don't want to ask somebody else to draw something for me i want to directly be able to do it and so then i started to uh try and draw that but it was like what do i want to actually draw to learn that and it was just furries because i already had an interest in furries I already knew a lot about furry stuff. And um, it was just one of those things I was just kind of like instantly gravitated towards as like the thing that I want to practice with. And so that's what I did. So it's just one.
1: partially out of spite because you don't want to have people doing the thing for you?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, it's not out of spite. It's just one of those things where like um, whenever you're dealing with uh, an idea or language, there's always kind of assumptions that you have to make. Um, and so if you give, like, the fandom is a really good example, or people getting commissions is a good example of that, where, like, if you mm-hmm. give somebody your character, they never draw it exactly the same way, because there's always things where, like, you have the general idea, but it's like, what does the person focus on? Um, What mood are they in? Um, How are they going to construct uh the forms and stuff? And so you get, like, this different, like, you get the same general idea, but, like, a different expression of it. So if I'm asking somebody like, hey, I want... A mechanical game like Mario, but I also want to add like blaster beams to it. They may go like, "Oh, I'm gonna think of Metroid, so I'm gonna draw something in a Metroid style." And it's like, no, that's not what I want. So like, that's the sort of thing where it's like, I want some control over that, just so that I could express my idea better and like be able to detail out all my stuff myself.
1: So for a lot of people starting out with art, it's easy to. Start being totally terrible and doing stick figures. But when you try to get better, uh, you start getting frustrated. It's not turning out as good as you can see in your head. Which is, what is one of the ways that you've overcome that to finish a piece, uh, put it out, and essentially say, it's out of my hands and that's the best I can do?
0: Um, well, I have two things. One is to fail faster. And two is to kill your babies um so so the first one for like failing faster is that um so everyone can draw art instantly because um we're humans and humans just inherently like to interpret things so if you like it's it's happened in like art museums where like somebody's sat down like a pair of glasses and everyone was like trying to go like what is the significant meaning of these glasses on the ground do they mean like the sunshine coming through and the glistening Edges, or does it mean like the shallow lens behind the person that you cannot see? Like Mm. trying to figure out what it is, and it's just like no, it's it's a pair of sunglasses on the ground. So it's not that hard to create art. What generally is harder is to create representational art. So like being able to take like a two D medium, or like I usually work in two D. So two D medium usually you're trying to make something look three D, but inherently you can't make a 3d object in a 2d space because they're not the right dimensions so you have to make optical illusions which is the humans like human eyes already do that they already take uh sensory input from two different locations so that there's depth of field so like you can make stuff look 3d even though it technically isn't because humans already kind of have that sort of mechanic behind it so um if you just keep like trying to draw stuff and figure out like Uh, like oh why does this like how do you make the circle why does it work like that why are you doing this why are you doing that and just keep drawing in that sort of sense you keep like failing but then you like as long as long as you fail and then go like what did i do wrong and then just keep going from that you'll be fine if you're always stuck and go like well it looks bad so i'll never get better it's like yeah if you never walk you'll also never be able to like walk because you've never like kept going like everyone falls when they're a baby you just don't remember it because you were a baby um and then the other thing would be to kill your babies which i'm bad at this um which is basically the idea that uh you only have so much time in the world to draw things and also uh sometimes when you have like an idea in your head it'll always form into different things so if there's always like everyone always comes across this where it's like I drew the perfect arm or I drew the perfect face. So now I'm going to make my entire picture around that face. And when the idea evolves, you quickly realize that like that face doesn't work anymore or that arm doesn't work. And like, you're going to either have to go, okay, I'll accept accept it and move on and just make a piece that's better in the future. Um, Cause this is just okay for now. Or you kind of have to delete that and just move on. Cause the point of the art is to express an idea not to make the greatest artwork in the world like you can make a great novel and most people like a lot of people do but most people who make novels also just kind of talk and you kind of have to recognize like when you're trying to make a novel and like when you're just trying to talk when you're just trying to like sketch an idea or think of an idea and when do you want to actually put like a crap ton of art or effort into a piece because it means something to you
1: so it's about continuing to refine your ideas.
0: Yeah, and then also just to know when to stop, or at least know when to f- n- like n- when uh, know when to like end something and be okay with it like not or like, being okay with it not being uh, the ultimate thing because it'll never be the ultimate thing, and also knowing when something is working and when something isn't, and being okay with changing it. And just, like, trying to express the idea more than just trying to make a piece of artwork.
1: To not obsess over it, right?
0: Yeah. Which, again, I'm very bad at I, I obsess over things sometimes because, like, I want certain lines. Or it's like, I want to make sure this has the right volume. So I, I have a <laughs> problem with that point. But it's, it's a hard lesson to learn. But a one that it gets easier over time. Because eventually you're just like, I don't care. I'm going to go on to the next thing
1: gotcha how do you feel when people first see a new piece of artwork and start commenting on it giving it likes and sharing it around
0: um weird but fun uh weird (laughs) weird because it's always one of those things where it's like a lot other a lot of other people have like artwork where it's like um like artwork that i like to look at and stuff and so uh when i comment on it it's just kind of like oh it's a fun thing but like when somebody like comments on myself and goes like oh this is really great or like oh i really love this it's like i don't really know how to respond to emotions like that so it's just kind of like okay that's weird um i like i like it because it means that somebody connected with the artwork which is um my main goal is to express an idea and have that idea understood um, so if somebody comments at, like, if, usually when somebody comments, it means that they liked it enough to where they would comment. Cause most people just don't like, if you look at a post and it's like, has 10,000 likes, um, my posts don't get 10,000 likes, but like if there's 10,000 likes, but like, there's only like five comments, it means that like, there are a lot of people that liked it, but there are people like five people who liked it even more. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's really cool to see, but also just kind of a, a weird sense that like you have drawn or made something that somebody else connected with or really liked and it's just it's it's just always that weird thing of like human connection I guess sort of thing where it's just odd when that sort of thing happens because it doesn't always happen
1: so it's like a weird fuzziness that you you're not sure how to understand quite yet yeah it's
0: a fuzzy feeling
1: (laughs) fuzzy world very floofy do you feel as though the art and fursuit side of the furry fandom overshadows the other parts of the fandom such as music and writing in particular
0: oh yeah absolutely um like the furry fandom is primarily about anthropomorphic uh creatures and stuff so uh when you have uh like very visual creations those just kind of like is the thing that gets shared around most of the time so then that's the thing that everyone thinks of so like even if you make artwork it has to have like or a lot of times you'll see people who like make a piece of artwork or make a piece of artwork for their song so that it like catches more and like if you're thinking about a fr- like a persona or something like how they sound is going to also relate to how they look so like then you have that sort of like idea of like what are you like you need something visual to go with that and even with a story, it's like painting a picture in your head, and with so many people being able to also just draw that picture out, um, it's just one of those things where it just like it's a lot easier to go to that than it is to like imagine it yourself at points. So, which isn't like inherently bad thing, but it is sad because there's a lot of stories that are like really great, or a lot of like a lot of furry music that's like really great, like really really cool. Um, That just doesn't get the exposure that it probably should, which is also probably due to, like, some of the sites that we use and stuff and how they structure sending those things around. Because, like, a lot of times most sites focus on the artwork or, like, furry focus sites usually focus on the artwork, even though there's, like, a crap ton of other things. So, like, I, I also think it's partially just that alone like if more sites like made it more apparent that there were other mediums or made it a lot easier to interact with those mediums they'd probably go a lot further
1: yeah exactly like fur affinity is literally just a art gallery and then everything else <laughs>
0: yeah i mean fa is bad in general so like no one should use it. <laughs> everyone <laughs> should delete
1: yeah i feel you there i do i do so what do you think besides um having a picture for the thumbnails of these things essentially will be a good way to boost their exposure
0: um i mean i feel like for something like a story it's hard to not have a picture because even like regular books that's kind of the way to draw you in and unless there's like a little description that you could like hover over really quickly it's hard to just like like if people aren't into stories or if there's not a way for like something to be read um like you actively have to read it it just makes it harder because like artwork you can a lot of people can look at it for like five seconds and then just scroll by it and continue to look at more while a story is something like you have to put like an hour into so if it's not a good story or like it's a story that you don't like you like you sunk like an hour into it so like um you need a lot better word of mouth around that but if there's not a lot of people reading that stuff for word of mouth and it's just hard to get that out of there um for music though i feel like it's just like You get a play button that's easier to access than having to go through like a bunch of different menus and stuff or being able to like listen to music while you're browsing other pages, something like YouTube where like you can listen to music and then scroll through um, other videos. So it's just like you're actively doing multiple things or like you have the easier access that you have to those mediums, the more that people will share them around and stuff.
1: So it's more about accessibility. Yeah. I was thinking maybe something for stories would be like being able to highlight the words and have it being read out to you.
0: Yeah, definitely if if um stories could be made like into like audiobooks like just automatically or like uh uh Microsoft Sam is like sounds a little bit better. I feel like a lot of people would read more stories or like listen to more stories. Because, like, that's why, like, audio books came about is because a lot of people don't have the time to sit down. They have more time to, like, listen to it in their car and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Since you're an artist and everything, and a a mixed artist at that, what do you think would be a good way to push for diversity in art? Some artists tend to be under the impression that drawing tribal, quote-unquote, Outfits is a good way to offer that diversity when it's actually just kind of uh, offensive.
0: Um, so I think of diversity as being like different ideas being articulated well. So, like, if somebody knows how like tribal stuff works, or like uh, black culture, or, like things like that, like if they understand how it works. Then generally, pe- other people can like express that. So like that's usually what happens, or like usually either a good thing that happens where it's like, oh, I've you've expressed uh, an idea really well, or it's like appropriation where it's just like, oh, I took those shallow elements of something to make it like more readily accessible to everyone, and that's like diversity. But um, like it, I feel like it just requires a lot more people to draw those things and for more people to kind of like look into why those things are being drawn for it to be um, more acceptable which means that more people have to kind of on their own see the benefits of going out and looking at like the actual things because like if you look into tribal like if you look into the shallow tribal stuff it's just like the feathers like Mm -hmm. oh they have feathers oh they're like half naked all the time oh they just do like Like they're in the trees and stuff. Whoa! But like, if you actually look into like why they're why the feathers are there, or like why, uh, why like how they uh, managed forests, the type of civilizations that they created, the type of texts, or like how those uh, that information was transferred from generation to generation. Like, you find like this whole depth of like like a well of just information that like you can like use as like a real basis for um, making really cool ideas. It's just that um, that information has to be learned. And I don't like that's just the sort of thing where like a lot of people have to kind of come out and talk about like, hey, there's this information uh, that's like readily available. Like look into it. You may find something that connects to you. Like for me in particular, like I was a weeb when I was younger Mm -hmm. uh, because I really liked video games. So it was like, oh, I want to learn more about Japan or like, um like sort of like asian cultures and so like i got into that and like now i have like more of an appreciation of like why those things are there like why the stories are there like why certain pokemon are the way they are um why like you even get like sailor suits and like anime and stuff and it's just like that look into why they're sailor suits it's a fun story um but like You can see that wealth of information there. And it's just that wealth of information needs to be tapped. And for it to be tapped, there needs to be people to talk about it. And if there's no one talking about it, then no one knows about it. So it's one of those things where like people kind of have to active like people who have a voice kind of need to actively spread that information or at least need to have resources where it's like, here, you can just go to this resource and learn about it, which for most things that seems helpful.
1: So people need to start asking questions instead of assuming that they already know what it's about.
0: Yeah, because like even like if you ever ask an expert um, about any any topic, you'll always like if it's a good expert, you'll usually hear them go like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this. I'll look into it," or "Oh, I'm not sure about these things. Um, You'll have to reference this because a lot of times, whenever you search into anything, it just becomes a rabbit hole that splits into like fifty different rabbit holes because you'll never able to you'll you will never be able to get all the information from any topic that you look into so you kind of have to decide what parts of it you want to look into and like a lot this is for most of society but like even for furries like a lot of times it's just the shallow parts of like oh it looks cool so i'm gonna use it rather than like really looking into stuff um that even happens with species a lot where you like look into it it's like oh is this like what does this species do why does it do it when it's just like tiger look cool tiger go roar I will be tiger yeah I think that's
1: about as deep as it goes for most furries honestly like a lot of them actually don't know that much about animals in general which is weird
0: well yeah but it's also hard because like if you start researching into animals it again it's the rabbit hole thing of like oh there's this you have to think of like their patterns of behavior how they express themselves why they have certain color patterns or like why they do these formations what type of food do they eat and you just like you just keep going down to where it's like how much do you actually want to learn and like how much do you connect with that because like every single person will always find something to connect with and really think about on a deep level because like like if you think if you try to get somebody to care about a rock in arizona and like a random portion of it like no one's going to care because it's like well i have a rock in my backyard like why do I care about this rock? But if you're like, oh, this is a settlement that had dinosaurs near it. And like, you can tell that there was like, am- uh, Amber in it and stuff. And so you can research into these things and you get people who like, don't still don't care, but you get a portion of people who are like, I like dinosaurs. I like research. You can get rocks and learn more about dinosaurs. I care about the rock in Arizona now. So like, you, it's just what information can you get to connect with other people that will get them to like, start looking more into these things. Is which is hard to do, but also possible to do. You just generally have to know like each person and what their interests are to like kind of expand it and make them curious about the world, basically.
1: Yeah, that's why I think we should start signal boosting the furs of color that we have in the fandom right now, like at cons and stuff, like letting them speak out about their experiences and what their culture brings to it. Yeah. hey y'all you've made it deep into the episode and thank you for that just wanted to let you know that you can follow us on twitter at what's the fuzz underscore and make sure to subscribe to us on wherever you're listening i suggest uh, pocket cast by the way so you can download the next episode as soon as it drops all right that's all i want to say on with the show So core, what does BLM mean to you? BLM
0: means to me about I don't know, it means a lot of things to me, honestly. I think the basic thing is that people need to care more because like everyone should on a base like on just like a basic level, everyone should care about other people because like that's what humans do. That's why we have language, that's why we have cultures, that's why we have things is because other people cared about what everyone else was doing to like be able to go like hey let me add to this and stuff like that right but for like blm specifically and what it really means is like black lives like his if you go through history especially in like um the united states you will find that people don't care about black people And like, that's a thing that like a lot of people will buy and go like, no, I care about black people. Like I have a black friend and stuff or like, oh, there's you. And so it's one of those things where it's like people aren't understanding what that really entails because it's, it's kind of hard to connect sometimes without like information. Like what is it? The, up I think it was, if I have this, hopefully I have this correct. The first person to help desegregate white schools, which I think just turned 66. And my grandma is older than her. Like that means that our, that past wasn't that long ago. Like that past was like Jim Crow. That was segregation. That was people like Rosa Parks trying to sit in a bus with other people to like protest against segregation. That was against all the laws that have been put into place for those things. Like you, you just have a society that doesn't seem to really truly understand how much it hasn't cared about a group of people, which makes sense because a lot of times people just aren't taught that or they don't really think about the implications of that. I I have a weird example that kind of explains that actually. It kind of goes a little bit off topic, but I swear it makes sense. So if you have a or say there's an owner of a coffee shop um that coffee shop owner is making a thousand dollars per month so you um, or so they hire you as their coffee person they are the private owner of that establishment because they own the building they own uh the golfing grounds they own the coffee machine they own the logo the branding everything they even own your labor so when you're like selling a coffee to somebody say you that coffee costs $10 and generally you try to think in profit margins or like just margins in general. So like two of those dollars is are the cost of the coffee. Uh, so like how much the grounds cost, how much there is in property tax, how much there is in the maintenance of the coffee machines and like your wages and the $8 is in profit. So it's 80% profit, 20% cost um, That. 80% goes to the owner. So $8 for every coffee that's sold. So like if you sell 10 coffees, that's $80 while you get a few cents for every hour that you work. And then at the end of the week, like you may get $80 because that's just the con- contractual thing because they own everything. So like if you're working there, say you're working there for a year and you get their profits from 1000 to like 50000 there's a clear correlation that like you have, made that business earn 49k per month more um so like that's generally a point which you're like hey maybe i should get a raise because i'm only making like 80 a week and like the boss can go like okay yeah you've worked really hard so i i will give you a raise while you work here so like you can go home with like champagne like really excited and then come back to the store the next day and then figure out that you don't work there anymore and it's like what you were supposed to give me a raise like why aren't you giving me a raise and it's just like, well, I own the business, and you backsass me by trying to act like you were worth more than the percentage of the cost of uh, the stuff. So I can just buy this automated bot instead. It's cheaper, doesn't talk back to me, doesn't ask for things, and I can expand my business. You are no longer valuable to me because, like, as a, as that worker, you were not working with them you were working for them the moment that you do not it's like no one hires people just to hire them unless that's nepotism most people hire other people because they get some type of value from you they get some type of profit from your investment like you are an investment not anything beyond that most of the time so when you look at that sort of system in society you can see like we already are in a place where like you will you can like a lot of people can be more like caring about that that's why we have a government that like has like welfare and stuff like that because like we kind of understand like if a person with of one person says I own this building and I own if you live or die because I decide if you get money or not as a society we're like maybe we should just let people die for no apparent reason but If you look into, like, how jobs are distributed, you'll find, like, they've done experiments where, like, if you have a resume that's exactly the same and all you change is the name. So, like, you have a white name and a non-white name, you will find that the person with the non-white name is less likely to get a job by, like, a good portion. So, if you have, like, 10 jobs like only three of those jobs, three or four of those jobs will go to a non-white person while like six or seven of those jobs will go to a white person. And when you see that sort of thing, you can kind of see where like when people say like systematic racism, it's like this is the systematic portion because it's like, it's like, oh, I don't. It's not like, oh, I don't like, dislike uh, black people or anything like that. It's just like I just won't hire them sometimes or like people view people like I've had people who will look at me with that kind of stare of like, why are you here? What is your kind doing here? And then the moment that I talk, because people kind of think that I sound white, because like, I grew up in like a white area with like a lot of white people. Like I'm, I've grown up in a place where there are just a lot of white people. So when I talk like that and have that connection of like, hey, I'm white in a sort of sense, then people will kind of like calm down. And like, you can, that vi- points you can visibly see like, I'll talk to somebody and then like a black person comes along and like, they get tense again. And it's like, there's no reason for that. But if you look at everything else, like the job thing, if you have an area with only 10 jobs and seven of those pe- and there's like 10 white people and 10 black people and like, seven of those white people get a job and only three of those pe- uh, like black people or anything like, we'll go with black, black people get three of those jobs. You look at that and go like, well, why couldn't the Blacks get all the jobs? Like, why are they so poor? Why don't they have money? And then you start going into, like, say, the fandom where, like, a lot of people in the fandom that get big in in there, like, have resources to do that. So, like, if you have a fursuit, you will get more recognized because it's just a lot cooler to see a fursuit than a face. But in order to get a fursuit, you need money. Well, who's going to more likely be the person to have the money well it's going to be the people who get more or more likely to get hired the people who are more likely to get hired are going to be white people so then you see in like a huge presence of white people which then makes the fandom more insular which then makes people not feel like they really belong in the fandom because like hey this like you don't i don't feel like i can be included in this space and then it's just like but you can be because everyone's included here when it's just like like little wise of this like people acting certain ways are like little racist jokes or just like not really caring when it's like hey i have this problem that's like a big issue and just like eh but i'm just trying to here to have fun in the fandom man i don't need to do like that stuff i'm just here to relax and it's like i can't like if a black person goes like i can't relax because i fear that i will get shot or that my parents will get shot or that somebody that i love will die like it like you can't relax at that point or there was a there's this person uh named Inkfat. i think he goes by like seaweed stripes on twitter and like he's like a cool dude and like i i if you're listening to this i'm really sorry for not talking as much but um like he's a great person but he told a story about like how a cop invaded like where he was and like had a gun pulled out that's a person that i knew that like could have just gotten shot and like i may have never known that and like that's deeply upsetting when you go out and go like, hey, please care about this. And people go like, well, I don't feel like it. Or like, well, I care, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything about it. It's just oh. like you can see like systematically you can see why people go like, well, black people are lesser because they can't get the jobs as much, even though it's like it's clearly the owners who aren't hiring those people. And then you see other people who are just like, well, I have the money and I can get a fursuit and stuff. So I'm fine with that. Um, And like you just see all these things, little things that add up. And it's like, well, why does this happen? Well, why does this happen? Well, why does this happen? And you just keep going down the whole rabbit hole. And it's just like we we have a culture where people just don't care. And the people who do care are either people like anti-racist or racist. And when you get non or like you get the three, the anti-racist, not racist and racist, not racist people will actively just do racist things, not because they are malicious, but because just that's how the system works. That's like, you can look at all the facts and see that like, if you don't do anything to change how the course of the ship is running, the ship will just keep going in that direction. So like you actively have to like change its course to mean something. So like, blm to me is just the fact that like a lot of people don't care enough to change the ship of the course and so people are screaming like please change the, sh- the course of the ship because our lives should matter too like we-, we can prove that this history is here and is a problem and we just want lives too and then you get like the racists who like want all humans to be equal like if you talk to them they are very adamant about like uh, human rights and stuff, but if you don't see people of color as human, then like your logic works continuously. So like, if the racist goes like, well, I care about everyone, all lives matter, it's like, yeah, but the all in your lives means, doesn't include like black people because you don't see them as people. And so that's the thing of like, you You can't just be, like, not racist. You have to be anti-racist. And to be anti-racist, you need to care about black lives, which means you need to do research into the history of, like, your country. If you live in the United States, there are, like, weeks to go through, like, that you just need to go through. Because it's not like, oh, there was slavery, and then you had like the con- reconstruction that like kind of turned into Jim Crow, I, th- I guess. And like Rosa Parks kind of like sat on a bus at one point and like Martin Luther King Jr. Kind of like said, I have a dream. And then he like, like something happened to him, but I don't know. Like Obama became yeah. president. So like, and now everything's fine. So it's just like that. This needs to be actively addressed um, rather than passively addressed because people have already been actively doing stuff for centuries. And now just kind of going like, well, everything's fixed now. Cause like, you get a toaster and an iPhone now. Congratulations! It's just like no, it it need you need to actually do things now. The it, action needs to be taken. You need to do the research into what actions need to be taken. Because if you're like, well, I don't know what to do, there have been people for decades saying what to do. If you don't know those things, the first thing you can use is just Google and just know what to do next. Like it's it it takes effort, but it's not that hard. So it's just like.
1: BLM is actively trying to do stuff is basically it so on that note I do have resources linked in the show notes uh, if you guys want to check out the BLM resources uh, you can get the rundown on the people that were gunned down like Trayvon Martin and uh, well they all, they all died in various ways actually Sandra Bland, uh, Eric Gardner, uh, Michael Brown, stuff like that. Uh, you can check those all out in the show notes. If you do feel sincerely that you want to take that first step and learn what's going on or, and has been going on for the past few years, 100 years, give or take. Yeah, there's a lot to go through. It is a lot to go through and your soul will hurt a lot considerably. Sandra Bland and uh, Brianna Taylor were the most painful for me to go through personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know how to respond anymore by how much has happened because it's just looking through and a lot of, some of this stuff is just history repeating itself because no one tries to stop it. So it it just kind of points just feels really numb for all the stuff Uh, that happens.
1: I understand, dude. Comfortably numb by Pink Floyd is such a mood for today. Mm. So you mentioned before, like you didn't feel comfortable mentioning your race in the fandom. Uh how has it been admitting it more these days? I mean nowadays
0: it's we're at a point where I don't think people care because it's just not a focus. Like back in the day when I was a lot younger, Mm -hmm. like I was one, like not a furry, not gay and a true hardcore gamer. And like, if you were a gamer back in the day, you kind of know like how racist everyone was. Um, And like in real life, like I had a lot of racist stuff happen to me um, from like a young age to like, uh, or like the youngest thing that I can remember is that, uh, me and my mom were walking from Publix, uh, going to a car, and some white person or like white drunk old person, uh, kind of looked at me and then looked at my mom and said like, "Oh, you're an N-word, uh, fucker." Uh, and you have that you're an abomination, you should die. Like, they Jesus. were saying, we like, they were saying some awful shit. And like, there were people in the parking lot that didn't do anything, as like a mom and a child were rushing to a car, kind of scared that this old drunk man was kind of like chasing after them slowly because they were drunk. So they were kind of stumbling. <gasps> um, so like, that was kind of like a day of like, hey, that that sort of thing. Uh, it was just like, uh, well, it's not racist, it's just an asshole. And like, you'll experience that sometimes. And so then, like, kind of going through life of that way, it's just kind of like everyone's... Like, anyone who did that was just kind of an asshole. It wasn't really racism. It was just assholeishness. So then eventually getting online, like, you can't explain away some of the stuff that people say as just being an asshole. Like, at points, it's just, like, it has to be racist. Um, But I didn't know how to really explain that at the time. I just felt bad about myself because it was just like all these horrible things are being said
1: and I don't know why.
0: And like in the fandom, I didn't see that as much, but I still saw it sometimes. So it's just like, I don't, this is the one place that I don't want this in my life because it has hurt me so much. I'm not going to say anything. So then like for all the, like all that time, it's been smooth sailing because like, if you don't, if whiteness, when anyone talks about like whiteness, it's a lot easier to know what it is. If you, realize it is like it's the absence of race rather than it being itself a race so like you don't have to deal with as much shit if you are considered white if you're not considered white then like th- that can be a problem and like that changes all the time like irish people used to only like in the race ca- caste system that still is kind of used today like irish people are only above the negro so like it's like what who changes from white or like the absence of race to having race depends on the society at the time yeah and so like if you don't say what your race is in the fandom people will just assume that you're white or will not think about it and so you can just slide on by so like me saying it more like before i even said it i I had like talked about my opinion about some stuff and like i had people who messaged me and would like go like hey this message really connected with me and like, because I'm like this, I'm like, oh, I'm mixed too, and it's like, oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And so, like, I had like really nice conversations, or really nice connections with people doing that. Um, only more recently, how I like said it out loud, because I feel like more people need to like recognize that like other people are here. And the only reason why it isn't set at points is because you have that sort of history. Like in like real uh, in real life, that's what stopped me. Uh, real life and online. Those are the things that stop me from saying it because I know the consequences from saying that recently I've only like come out, like saying it more recently. So like I haven't gotten real much shit for it. And like most people, I think again, just ignore it because of all the other stuff going on. Cause like 2020 is like literally burning at the moment. So yeah. um, I'm sure that like, I'll get like a racist message at some point. Uh, I don't really care. Cause there's just a lot more people nowadays who are like willing to be anti-racist and like stand up and go like, don't do that shit and I'm at a point in my life where it's just like I'm fine with myself fuck you I know more history than you too to like tell you like why specifically you are wrong about these things even if you don't care to listen to them it's just like at that point it's like I most now that I can just just say like hey these are my experiences and I can directly say like oh this thing happened to me rather than kind of being sneaking like well some people like treat people like this like I can just go like hey one time my coworker was being an asshole like this and I lost an opportunity from it. Like that I don't need to like hide that sort of thing. So it's a benefit for me now, honestly, until like somebody wants to be really racist. That's about it for that. That'll be a future thing, I'm sure. Hopefully not, if everyone cares more and tries to do something, but we'll see.
1: Caring is like the first step and it's like a huge step. Yeah. Honestly. But
0: I, I feel like it can actually be a really easy step though. Because it's like can be <laughs> well, because he, here's the thing. If you try to like make everyone care, no one will care. Not because not because no one will actually care. It's kind of like the art thing where like if five people comment, five people connected to that. So like mass distribution of information allows for more people to connect and like share yeah. and figure out stuff. But the most effective thing for anyone is to have someone they already trust, which is like. What advertiser like when you have an advertiser who like tries to use word of mouth? That's exactly mm-hmm. the mode that they're using. So like, if you want to change how things are going, like a first easy step that is hard but is ultimately easy is to literally just go to a friend or a family member. And be like, hey, here's a lot of resources. We need to talk about this. Like, set a time. Like when they if they go like like we'll talk about it later. It's like okay, but when? And like actually get an answer of like when and then actually talk about it at the time and then since they trust you more and you can like walk them through all the information like if you get that person to become anti-racist and like really understand what all this means then like you have two people now and if you do it again with the other person then that's four people and then that's eight people and then that's 16 people and 32 and 128 and like uh, oh i skipped some anyway um so like you get like a mass of people which then what people uh consider as a movement is just you starting out as like talking to other people that you trust and can convince of like hey we need to deal with this so like it is an easy thing for people to do it's just that people don't do it at points and like it it literally is just like you need to be vocal you need to talk about it this needs to change and like it's the like the cart the saturday cartoon stuff where it's just like if we all work together as friends we can do anything and it's like that's a true statement for some reason that isn't listened to and it's just like like please listen to that statement and like actually do something and you will be able to see that you can do a lot more than um people act like everyone can like we built a society we didn't build a a hole in a cave for a reason. We live
1: in a society. we yeah. live in a society. The classic, the classic. No, but honestly, it's a lot easier for old, uh, old racist Grandpa Joe to disregard uh, uh, Martha's opinion from down the street than it is for them to disregard your opinion because they like care about you or whatever the fuck. Hmm.
0: And especially if you can connect it with a story, like I've, like I've talked to my family members about stuff. And, like, it's been hard to get them to, like, understand some stuff because, like, like, my mom understands uh, some racism that happens because, like, she's like, oh, well, I know what happened with your father. I know what happened with these things. Like, I understand why these problems are here. But then it's like some other problems. It's like, well, I don't care. And then it takes, like, hey, this real life person that you know is affected. If you don't do anything, this is the result. America means a lot to me because I live here. And, like, I've known a lot of people. A lot of people are great. I, like, I love a lot of things about this country. But, like, trying to ignore all the bad things doesn't make the country better. It makes it worse.
1: Yeah, it's like that thing you wrote in the little 4th of July book that upset people.
0: Oh, yeah. That, like, what's the point of the American flag's logo if you don't care about the citizens? Because, like, your country, like, the founding fathers, when they said country... Like the United States wasn't a thing when they were talking about their like countrymen or their citizens, they were talking about the people around them, not a stupid flag. Like the flag has changed over the years. The flag doesn't mean anything. It's the people who go and recognize that flag that means something. If the person, if every American dies and there's only one left, the flag doesn't mean anything anymore because it's that one American that means something, um, but if you have a group of people that recognize that flag and it's a group of people that have that, that's what it means to be under that flag. So when people are like, like, oh, like you're an American, you're not saying the right American things. Leave this country like it. Like, what's the point of that? You like the point is to care about other people and other citizens here. Like, yeah, you should care about everyone in the world because like countries are just borders. And like lands of the, we're like, oh, well, we're going to just have this territory. But like, if that logo is a representation of something real, it is not the real thing itself. If you burn the flag, the ideas of the flag will not go away. If you don't look at the flag for two seconds, the ideas of the flag won't go away because that's not the point. The constitution won't go away. It's still written down in other places. You still try to live that constitution or parts of it. Some of it you shouldn't live. Um, so, like, it, it needs to be more focused on, like, why do we stay in this country and why do we love it so much and why do we want to see it to be better rather than, ooh, woo, there's a flag, I get to have my 50 stars, ooh, look at me, I have my big twerk ooh, I have a gun, I use oh this gun God. as a big dick rather than, like, defense against tyranny for, like, maybe an enforcement class that, like, keeps shooting people? Like, no, that's not for anything at all, like.
1: Yeah, you know, rep the sexual tension between Republicans and the American flag.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bastardization of the country rather than actually seeing like the country itself. It's it's really sad to see, and it pisses people off because like saying that is like, well, no, I love this country, and it's like you love the idea of the country, you don't love the actual country itself. You don't look at the actual country that's happening. You think of the 1950s, where everything was great, except like. The civil rights movement around that time and like you had some wars and like like things things were happening around that time it wasn't hunky-dory that's like looking at your childhood like oh only happy times happened during my childhood like don't you like does no one remember like crying on the playground because you fucking stubbed your toe into a rock or something like yeah straight like there were bad times too but like you can still be happy about the good times It's just like don't ignore if like you broke your leg one time and then go like i'll never break my leg again it's like why did you like break the leg the first time like maybe consider not doing the same thing again. Like,
1: like I love the fifties, like the idea of the fifties, right? Yeah. Like art deco is cool. If I was an actual person in the fifties, I wouldn't get to do any of the things I would want to do. I wouldn't get to get to get a fucking soda from the soda fountain. They would fucking rip me off from the counter.
0: (laughs) Okay. But art deco is cool. So like what's better, like having people have lives or art deco?
1: Oh my god!
0: I think like we all you know take the, the good
1: with the bad. You gotta you gotta acknowledge that yes, this would kill me, but also, this is kind of nice as well. Yeah. I got one question left for you, Corey. You ready for it? Yep. Do you have a grudge against FA? Um, Do you just, like have a fucking hate boner for it?
0: Okay. So explanation about FA. Um, FA angers me more so because of the implications of it rather than fa itself um because mm-hmm. like um like recently i made an update that was like hey i'm delaying my posts," and then like a bunch of people dm'd me and commented going like but well, why are you delaying the post core?" and it's just like because i don't want to use this site anymore like it's a choice and then you get a bunch of people who are angry and it's just like well I lo- i want to have fun at this site and it's just like Okay, but a lot of people aren't, and like, if you took the time to just do something, then things would get better. It's like, but I, I like site, or you get people who are like, I, I hear your problem, I see where you're coming from, I see why you're upset, but like, it takes work to move to another site, man, and like, like, why do I want to do that? I can just stay here forever. So it's just that sort of thing where it's like, I want you to care. I want people to care. My issue with FA is the not care part. Like, specifically if you want to go into like the site director of um of FA, like if you want to go into the history of FA, like there's a lot of problems with it like y- if you don't know what an um like a I'm leaving FA post is, um you have not been on FA for very long. Um but like I... <laughs> but like more recently there was one time where um the site director of FA was uh, was following somebody and uh, They turned out to be racist. And it's like, I can't believe somebody was racist. And like as a person that's like lived through life and had people who have like stabbed them in the back purely for race alone or have like said awful things purely for race alone. It's kind of like or like as friends too, like just saying the worst shit ever. It's like, of course, of course, this is a thing. This is such a common thing. How can you not realize that? And it's like because he doesn't experience that. That it's not an idea that like you could follow somebody or care about somebody so much and then see them turn around and be the worst person in the world. And so it's just like, I got angry at them about that. So then they messaged me and were like, hey, thanks for talking me through it. That's really cool. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit cynical. Um, what are you doing about BLM? Because you have BLM in your Twitter uh, like name and you have BLM and fuck you, Trump, on your personal bio. So like, I didn't say that part, like what those things were, but like specifically like they have shown support for BLM. They have said like one tre- or one or two tweets about like B- Black Lives Matter to a response of somebody going like All Lives Matter or something like that. Um, and it's just like, what are you actually going to do? Because you can say Black Lives Matter, but if you don't do anything, nothing changes. It's no. a shallow thing. So that then when it's
1: liberalism,
0: yeah. So when it's like <laughs> Like when he does, he puts me on read and I like later go like, what's happening? And he's like, oh, nothing much. It's, I'm fine. How about you? And it's like, I'm stressed out. But like, hey, I'm more so talking about what you're doing for the BLM stuff. And like then later it's like, I'm going on vacation because I'm stressed. And it's just like, like, it, what do you do at that point? Like, that's clearly just not caring because like the parent company of FA is like AMVU and they have a link page of resources for Black Lives Matter stuff. F.A. could be shallow and literally just go like Black Lives Matter. Here is a resource that our parent company gave and like literally just link to the page and then have those resources. And that would be infinitely better than everything else. Like that still doesn't fix the transparency problem. That still doesn't Mm -hmm. fix the racism problem or like there's still like Herm as a tag in their like selection. And it's like why do you have that? Or like the Zoo File stuff where like you you can clearly go through some of the art and it's like it is clearly a dog with a hyper-realistic, showing off its ass, with a face that looks like a real dog. yeah, It is probably Sufielic. And, like, when you have that sort of thing, and it's just like, why don't you do anything? And, like, specifically, like, if you want to go, like, well, F.A. shouldn't get into politics, and it's like, okay, then F.A. shouldn't have put BLM on their name, and the site director shouldn't have openly done that, if you wanted to be like that. Or if, if they were openly like that, they shouldn't have, like, put that expression onto the official fa twitter page but they put that on the official fa twitter page so they have already put themselves in there so to not do anything else is not being racist but not actually doing anything the act of people not caring is what bothers me and the act of like it's like whenever anyone goes like it's just a furry website it's like yeah it's just a furry website it is something very easy to deal with. It's not like you're trying to fix an entire system of racism. It's not trying like you're trying to vote for president and like try and get people to also vote for them. It's like, it's not trying to fix all the problems of the world. It's literally just a furry website. To not even be able to do that says a lot. To not even be able to be like, we want this changed for the better. We want people to feel more included. We want these active things to be done is a disappointment in and of itself. So my grudge is going to be with any site, because, like, there's a few other sites who did the same thing, but, like, they're so small that it's, like, there's no point in trying to, like, get them to do a thing, but, like, FA is the place where, like, everyone goes to.
1: Okay, I think that's it. That's all I got for you. Thank you so much for coming aboard.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been very fun.
1: It has been a hoot. It's absolute hoot. Yeah. Don't forget to follow him over at at Corvus. And Twitch at PureCore. You can follow us on Twitter at what's the fuzz underscore. And don't forget to subscribe to us. You got the last spot. Promote something.
0: Um uh, please donate to BLM causes or other causes or do things or like do tasks that you can do in your community. Um I would say go check out uh Pandad and uh seaweed stripes for some other cool people and uh yeah if you want to see like all my stuff you can find it like uh which is k-o-o-r-i-v-l-f.com and if you want my safe work stuff you just put sfw.korvolf.com it'll take you to my pure site so it's very
1: fun all right thanks for listening guys see you next time bye bye